Thank you for joining Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is November 23rd. Yes, I was pushing some buttons and, and cut us off, but certainly thank you praise God on this, on this 23rd day of 2021. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. There is a new time, 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. On this Thursday, I'm going to, I know it is Thanksgiving Day and, and here in the U.S., you know, other places are already celebrating and some may be celebrating at a later time. But I'm going to... Uh, tomorrow. I think I'm going to do this tomorrow. Tomorrow night, I'm going to teach on baptism. Um, there has been some questions that have come up, and so I'm going to uh, walk you through the scriptures regarding baptism. I know that you know, many have heard me state about baptism in Jesus' name. Uh, some uh, think titles are the way to go, but we must uh, line up on line, precept upon precept, Follow the word of God. That's where our salvation lies. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And so we're going to have prayer and then we're going to dive right into the word. Not going to be long, Lisa. That's what I'm telling you right now. I'm not going to be long. Um, before you this evening, my heart is full. You know, I just thank God for his goodness and his grace. And he deserves praise. He deserves, you know, I'm pouring myself out to God. I'm giving him my all. And I think there's so much more yet that I can do for him. Uh, I'm so grateful for the Lord blessing this little man, you know, and, and I believe that you are too. And certainly we are to just give ourselves unto him wholeheartedly and just bless the Lord, sing of his praises, magnify, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. God is worthy to be praised. He's worthy when we're by ourselves, when there's no one else around us. He's worthy when we meet a group, someone else, and, and just give God honor and glory, just magnify him and just talk about his goodness and 
and, and tell others, you know, people don't mind talking about uh, sports and other events. Talking, I was sitting in the bookstore the other day and this woman, she just would not stop. She was talking about someone she had just met and how, how they were just swapping. Uh, anyway, listen, it didn't take them long for, for them to get in each other's face. And they were just bragging about it, you know. And, and so, you know, we can talk about the goodness of God and what he has done and how he is blessing us, you know, and not be ashamed of talking about him just like people are not ashamed about sharing their business in public with other folks, you know. And so uh, certainly God has a name that is above every name. And I'm certainly bowing down to that name right now to give him glory and honor. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, your kindness. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless us to, as we go into your word. We ask that you remember those that are sick. Lord God, remember those that are incarcerated, Lord God, and unjustly. And remember those that did uh, do something, but yet they have repented hearts, Lord God, Disturb their mind, Lord Jesus, to live saved, not just behind bars, but outside. Lord Jesus, bless those that and remember the bereaved families, the loved ones that have been lost because of demon activity. Lord Jesus, but we know that that, that you are our shelter. Your, your word tells us that your name is a strong tower and we can run into it and be safe. Lord God, and we know that it is that for those that, that die in you, they're blessed. Lord Jesus, and so we ask that you would help us to live and keep our vows that we've made unto you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, so as we live this life, whatever comes, whatever goes, Lord, that we will be found pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your kindness, Lord. As we tell of your goodness, we're going to talk about your goodness, and we're going to elevate you, Lord God, because we are just excited about you. Lord Jesus, as we are about cars, about relationships, and other things. Lord, thank you for revealing yourself unto us. In Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Daniel, beginning at the, uh, in the fourth chapter, uh, the first verse, going to start reading there. It says, Nebuchadnezzar the king unto all the people, nations, and tongues, and that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. And I, I want to re reiterate that peace be multiplied to you too. You know, to those of you that are listening, those that will be listening later, God bless you. And, and so the, the Bible goes on to say, uh, Nebuchadnezzar said, I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God have wrought toward me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore made I a decree. <coughs> Excuse me. Therefore made I a decree to bring all, uh, bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. 
Then came in the magicians, the astrologers, Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And I told the dream before them, but they did not make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But at last, Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And before him, I told the dream, saying, O Belteshazzar, master of the musicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in thee and no secret trouble of thee, tell me the vision of my dream that I have seen and interpretation thereof. Thus were the visions of my head in my bed, and I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. The tree grew, was strong, and the height thereof reached unto heaven and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. The leaves thereof were fair and the fruit thereof much, and it was meat for all. The beast of the fields had shadow unto it and the fowls of the heavens dwelt in the burrows thereof and all the flesh was fed of it. I saw in the vision of my head upon my bed and behold a watcher and a holy one came down from heaven. He cried aloud, said, Thus hew down the tree and cut off his branches, shake off his leaves and scatter his fruit. Let the beast get away from under it and the fowls of the, uh, from his branches. Nonetheless, leave the stump of his roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass and the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beast of the feet of the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from a man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. This matter is by the decree of the watchers, and the demand by the word of the Holy One to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of man and giveth it to whomsoever he will and see it and set it up over it the basis of men. Now, the thought here is how great are his signs? And this is what Nebuchadnezzar said. So we're echoing that. How great are his signs? Can you think of some signs that God has given you? Certainly, he did something to get your attention. Mm -hmm. A sign is a symbol, a gesture, an action to convey information or instruction. It indicates the probable presence or occurrence of something uh, to exercise caution, to exercise good, or to take a detour. So God has given all of us some sort of sign. He used someone, whether it was a dream or vision, or he sent someone to speak to you, a witness, or, you know, or, or just hearing the word of God uh, through the media, the different type of media that, uh, and it got your attention. 
it caused you to exercise caution, uh, goodness, or to detour from the direction that you were headed. Now, signs are not always fixed to something, as we see in our day and time, the stop sign and, you know, whatever language it may be in, the, the road sign, the, the exit sign, the uh, stay on this path sign, make a U-turn sign, and, you, you know, uh, and so uh, uh, this, this sign, something uh, in the dream that the king had. These are the words of Nebuchadnezzar the king. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Now, this is not the first time Nebuchadnezzar, the king, dreamed a dream. Remember in Daniel 2 and 1, that in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams, wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep break from him. And the Bible tells us that, that God had blessed Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, and that they were found 10 times fair, 10 times better preferred than those that uh, had eaten of the king's meat, those that had not consecrated themselves, and certainly above those that were um, uh, the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers, that these men stood out. These brothers had it going on because they were consecrated unto the Lord. You know, it, cream does rise to the top. And they were certainly uh, of the, the uh, richness that was in them because of their consecration unto the Lord. Now they had to learn the language of the Chaldeans in a, in a given period of time. They had to learn the customs. They had to learn a lot. And they didn't have a choice in it. You know, you ought to make up in your mind and treat yourself as if you are enslaved and you don't have a choice in the matter and, and grab hold to some education. Learn something that you don't know. You know, there's a saying that if you're going to have what others don't have, you have to do what others won't do. I find that yet a lot of young men not studying, not reading. They, they got time to play video games for hours mastered a video game, but they have not mastered anything else. Uh, they spend time, and I'm talking, spend time in prayer, going to church, and, you know, but, uh, but, but the Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved. And if we're slaves unto the Lord, then we should certainly be doing that. These young men were slave unto foreign gods, foreign people that worship foreign uh, images, statues, and things made, and that yet they, they had to govern themselves and at the same time, they did not compromise their standards. They did not compromise their relationship with God. And so the Bible says that Daniel, that God blessed Daniel to, with the understanding of dreams and visions. And so it wasn't, it was no coincidence that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and Daniel was there. And here it is again, that he has had a dream and Daniel is there. No secret that seeing something repeatedly is an indication of something inevitable. Uh, maybe uh, uh, getting ready to happen. When you start just dreaming the same dreams, you need to pray and find out what's going on. Now, dreams come from God. Not every dream, not all dreams, but some dreams. 
Job 33, uh, the 14th verse says, For God speaketh once, yea, twice. Yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream and a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, and slumbering upon the bed, then he opened the ears of men, and sealeth their instructions, that he may withdraw from his purpose and hide pride from him. So God knows how to deal with us, and he deals with us sometime in dreams, because maybe we won't listen. And so he, he sends it. That's a lot of love. God opens our understanding and causes us to dream and, and give us instructions of what to do or not to do. Leave that person alone. Give us instructions. Walk the other way. Give us instructions. Repent. Give us instructions. Ask that person for forgiveness because you did them wrong. Give us instructions uh, on what to do and how to act, how to conduct ourselves so that we can be found honorable in the eyes of God. And if we found, if we're honorable in the eyes of God, certainly we should be honorable in the eyes of men. We're not going to be all spiritual and, and all holy and, and seeking God and doing what's right. And it doesn't fall over uh, to in the presence of others that we are uh, proper and vessels of honor on the job, in the school, wherever we may go, that we conduct ourselves a right way. And so uh, dreams can be from a multitude of thought. Ecclesiastes 5 and 3 says, For a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. So if you study, you're going to dream about the things that you study. It's going to be in your mind. And, but if you spend time watching TV all day, you're going to be dreaming about those things. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes we, we do have to learn to relax and, the, and the try to shut things down or uh, let me put it this way, um, categorize, put things in its proper place uh, so that we can rest at times. But you're going to think about those things that you spend a lot of time in. And especially if you uh, take pleasure, in it. like me, I, I take pleasure in, uh, in certain things and, and I, I like to sleep with those things. And mainly I like to sleep with the word of God so that it's on low and it's filling the atmosphere of my room, uh, of the house. And, and so, uh, you know, but I also love technology. And, and so I, I, well, I have to, because you have to stay uh, current on it, just like doctors. You wouldn't go to the doctor and they don't stay current on, on the practice of medicine. And so you need to stay current in your business and what you do. And so I, I guess I've mentioned that a few times because I really want to drive that point home uh, to, our, to our men uh, that are listening to, to be men in business. The Bible tells us that, be men in business. And so in Proverbs 3 and 7, it says, For uh, dreams, uh, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You have to guard your heart because those thoughts become a dream and or reality. Sometimes people are acting out and you're like, why in the world are they acting like that? Why are they walking around with an attitude, you know, and, and you know, why they why did why they behaving like that? Or what because at that moment, whatever they're thinking is a reality to them. You know, I, I had to learn that myself and I had to reflect on that. That if someone is thinking something and, and that becomes they it could be nightmarish to them, it could be uh 
it could be something that, that they think is fun or whatever. It's a reality to them until they come into a realization of truth. And, and so they could be walking around having visions about it, dreaming about it. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And all of a sudden, it becomes an action, and that action becomes a habit, and it becomes a destiny. We must be careful. Job 3 and 25 says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Well, see, Job confessed and said that he had a certain fear about him, and that fear became a reality. Job might have woke up a few times in the middle of the night because he feared uh, of losing uh, what he lost. Uh, he feared losing uh, family. He feared losing his, his, uh, his livestock. He feared losing, uh, you know, and being found in a bad situation. You got to be careful about your thoughts and get them under control. And that, that doesn't mean that if, you, if you're not paying your bills on time, that things are not not going to happen and that they won't repossess it. If you're not conducting yourself right and staying on top of things on the job, it doesn't mean that you won't lose it. And so, yeah, you should fear those things and straighten those things out. But the thing that Job feared is he hated evil and he loved good. But he obviously, based upon what he said, is that he feared the loss of his health and the loss of his family and, and, and the criticism of his friends, those things. And, they, and it happened because the enemy pays attention to all that is going on. He's not able to go uh, uh, through the earth as the eyes of God does. But the Lord asked him, have you considered my servant Job? And he said, yeah, I, I have. And you have a hedge about him. And if you move that hedge, I'll cause him to, to disrespect you. And, but it didn't happen. Listen, talking about dreams. It can be an imbalance occurring in the body. And sometimes we don't talk about this in church, you know, but there are conditions that people have. And, and it could be an imbalance occurring in the body because you ingested something. You know, if you ever have self-sedated uh, uh, hallucinations and different things that occur uh, during, in that process of you ingesting something, or it could be an imbalance that you was born with. And you need to take certain medication until God heals you of that. And so without that medication, then you start acting really strange to folks. And, you know, so uh, it is not, um, uh, we can eat something, even have a late night snack. You know, maybe you ate something spicy in the middle of the night that you shouldn't have been eating. And you didn't allow time for it to digest properly. Now you're experiencing what I used to hear my aunties, and maybe you heard this expression before uh, by others, as a fat meat dream. You know, you ate something that you shouldn't have been eating at a certain time, and it didn't digest properly, and now you just all messed up in your sleep. Now, <laughs> I don't know where they came up with that fat meat dream, but, you know, it bears some truth to it. It bears some truth. God... Not the gods of the Chaldeans. You know, you, you hear in that Peninsula referring to the gods, but there is no gods. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. And that's what the children of Israel, and they always have believed in one God. The monotheistic teaching and view uh, 
is what Israel is, what the Old Testament has. But those that serve foreign images and different things uh, have images of sick figures with six arms and uh, pot belly man and an elephant uh, with hair and stuff like that and ear, not, and, and uh, you know, and pot belly woman and uh, all this kind of stuff, um, feng shui and, and different things because they, they have multiple gods and they believe those gods can lead them to uh, eternal peace. The Bible said, if you come up any other way, if you don't come up through Jesus Christ and you come up, you try to come up any other way, you, you're a thief and a robber because you stole, you lied, you've disdained the truth. Uh, and there's only one way. Uh, and Jesus came to save men from their sins. And that's why we have the name of Jesus for the temporary time that we have it. If you stay with us in the book of Revelation on Sundays, you'll find out. Uh, that the name of Jesus is not always going to be present, not for the Gentiles. The Bible tells us that neither is there any other idol, image, or handcrafted item established that established Nebuchadnezzar as king. Nebuchadnezzar thought, uh, no matter what he believed, uh, none of those beliefs uh, uh, does anything. It's just a belief. It's a philosophy. It's a thought. It's a it's an illusion. Now Nebuchadnezzar knew this uh, because the servant of the Lord had told him, Daniel twenty twenty one through twenty, or Daniel two, excuse me, twenty through twenty one. Daniel answered and said, "Blessed be the name of God, forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His, and He changes the times and the seasons. He removeth kings." He setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the king. Uh, he giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that understand. And, you know, that's an important prayer. And, and, and I think it should be in all of our lives. And that is, we, the Bible says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask God. If any man, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God. We ought to be praying, Lord, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to help us in whatever situation. We should be praying that all the time, not just when a problem comes. And so, you know, some of the things that we would practice wisdom and knowledge and understanding in would prevent problems and different things that we deal with. Jeremiah 27, 6 through 8 says, And now have I given all this, these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. My servant and the beast of the field have I given, un, given him also to serve him, and all nations shall serve him, and his sons, and his son's sons, until the very time of his land come, and then many nations and kings shall serve themselves of him. And it shall come to pass that the nation and kingdom which I, which will not serve the same Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and that will not put their neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation will I punish, said the Lord, with the sword and with the famine and with the pestilence until I have consumed them by his hand. After the first dream, Nebuchadnezzar, God raised up Nebuchadnezzar, his servant. God uses whom he wanted to use. Uh, Sometimes uh, situations in the cruelness of uh, that, uh, that we encounter uh, God may be using that.
to get your attention. He may be using it to get, not in every instance, but there are some instances as we are reading here because the children of Israel refused to hear what God was saying. And they governed themselves, not just like the nations surrounding them, but even beyond that. God said that they even they went beyond that even the nations that that was watching them was like, wow, what? Man, I thought y'all was serving the true and living God. Is that what people are saying about you today? Wow, Ooh, what? I thought you was in church. I thought you was saved. I thought you was living a sanctified life. You were a saint. It looked like you ain't. After the first dream, Nebuchadnezzar erected a statue of gold and commanded everyone to bow down at the sound of music. When you hear the, the sound, of the variety of music, bow down. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel, uh, they, they refused. They did not. The Bible said that, that Shadrach, Meshach, they said, King, we don't care how we answer you according to this. They knew the, the repercussions. They knew the consequences of their behavior for defying the king. But I believe they feared God more than man. Do you fear God more than man? Holy Ghost, thank you, Lord. Do you fear God more than what anyone else could do to you? Or is it that you will cave because of the political pressure? You'll cave because you think you're going to lose your job. You cave because, uh, you know, when people know that you're already holding up a standard, they can't touch it. But when you wishy-washy, flipping, flopping, and all of that kind of stuff, then they know they can't trust you and that what you're saying may not be true. But let's take a stand. So that way, when we say what we say, we mean what we mean, because we're living a life. We're about this life. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused, and Nebuchadnezzar commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind them and cast them into a burning, fiery furnace. They were bound in their coats, their hoses, their hats, and other garments, and were cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the fire killed the men that took them to pass them in. As they were throwing Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego into the fire, it slew them. It consumed them. And all three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and fell down bound in the midst of the burning fire. They were at the, king, at the mercy of the king. The king who was acting up, the king who was losing his mind. Maybe you found yourself in a similar situation, bound and tied, looking around and seeing those near you being slain by the, by the same flames uh, that were looking at you as well. But God, 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 the true and living God, the one that had manifested himself earlier in the fiery furnace, at, is about to do it again, but the same time using a different method. Today, there are different descriptions of people's state of being, mental disorder, but everyone is not suffering from a medical condition or chemical imbalance, as we would say. Every, you know, mental, everyone is not 
the mental health issue that, that some people are having are spiritual issues. We were on Skid Row feeding um, and uh, giving out lunches and we ran across a man that actually as a, a, a younger uh, teen, I remember this man singing. I mean, he don't need music to sing. Uh, he would croon and just sing and ran, run into him uh, at that time and asked him, the question was asked, why are you down here? Why are you living in the streets? And he said, because I want to. There was no chemical imbalance there. It was a choice, a decision that he had made, and that was to live a certain lifestyle. And so everyone is not suffering from mental, that, that could be something, yeah, that, that is a mental, that's a health issue. That was nothing healthy about that. But when we say mental health, what are we really meaning? What are we really saying? What are we really communicating? There are different descriptions for people in the state of being, mental disorder, but everyone's not suffering from medical condition imbalances. Some actually are afflicted. Some people are afflicted as we are going to see. And if you if you're following along, please I just want to while this I'm on, please remember read the book of Jeremiah. Read the book of Jeremiah as we are uh, traveling through the book of Daniel. Some are afflicted, others are demon possessed. The Bible tells us in Mark the fifth chapter, one through five, it says, and they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the uh, of the Madarine. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Some folks are possessed with an unclean spirit and, and they can't deliver themselves. In the movies, they show people delivering themselves. In the movies, they show people going to suicide, witches and all that. All they're doing is becoming more possessed. Uh, they're opening themselves up. That's not deliverance. Mm -hmm. Demons don't cast out demons. No, that is not. The word of God does not state that. The word of God states opposite. Beelzebub cannot fight against Beelzebub. It doesn't work like that. God is the deliverer. The spirits will act like they delivered. Spirits will make room for other spirits and possess a person. Multiple spirits can be within a person. And so the Bible said he had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not chains. So chains couldn't bind him because he had been often bound with fretters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. So he, this man was breaking the chains and the bindings that they were put on him. The fretters broke in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. He always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stone. You, people are afflicting themselves. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Sometimes, you, you, you know, we talk about self-sedating. It's because the unhappiness, the spirit that has a person bound and they're looking for some type of comfort and they're crying out for help. You got to listen. And if you've ever been in that situation, where you were crying out for help. If you have ever, 
And see, something, some, somebody said, I don't do drugs and all But maybe you sat down and, and ate a whole cake to yourself. That, that's a cry for help. You know, so uh, so there are a lot of different cries. Oh, uh, and that ain't the only, oh, you want to, you can't stop going to bed with men or women. That's a cry for help. Mm -hmm. And you can't stop. Uh, well, you go, well, we're going to have a, a, what is it, um, uh, in the evening when they go and they drink, uh, you know, oh, well, that's legal. No, listen, that's a cry for help. Uh, someone asked, why are we on a, a comedian? Um, why would we broadcast on multiple stations? And one of them being a comedian is because the comedians, uh-huh, it's a cry for help. I'm not saying that laughter isn't anything wrong with uh, uh, being a comedian or anything like that. I'm talking about the fact that we do a lot of things to cover up the pain. He was cutting himself, crying out, cutting himself with stones. He was in pain. Luke speaks with, uh, with the eyewitnesses and said the man had devils for a long time and wore no clothes, ran around naked until he met Jesus. And the end result is he was found in his right mind. His mind had been restored. And the people of the city became afraid because they saw him restored. The one that they were afraid of, now the man is sitting down <laughs> at the feet of Jesus with a sound mind. And the people was asking Jesus to get out our city. We don't, we, we afraid because this man has been delivered. We don't understand. They, they want to chase him away, but no one asked for understanding. You may not have been running around naked or living in the graveyard, but you were running around and God delivered you. Nebuchadnezzar's life is about to change because he lost sight just that quick. He forgot the testimony just that fast. He began to think that he was controlling the vertical, the horizontal. When we find that we're, we, we've ever exalted ourselves and we think that we're controlling everything and everything is centered around us and we're all of that, what they say, a, 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 a bag of chips and, and, you know, much more, you know, we better than sliced bread or whatever vernacular, however you want to describe it, you know, that is going to impact your horizontal. Nebuchadnezzar is about to be impacted by the vertical and is going to mess his horizontal up. He was the one that said, how great are his signs? Well, he's getting ready to find out how great the signs can be. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524. East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you soon in service, worshiping and presenting yourself unto God. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. If you've been blessed by that message, let somebody know to, to, to uh, go to the uh, Google SML inside the pages to bring us up. You know, pray for one another, love somebody, bless somebody, let somebody know it's good to be me. 
Tell someone to say that to themselves. Look in the mirror and just say, it's good to be me. God bless you. Seth, just like you hear them drums playing in the background, get you some sticks, man. Start back hammering. Start back playing for the Lord. stop in and show us what you can do on the drums too. But if not, find your church home, man, and give it all to God. He is that God of the second, third, fourth, fifth chance. Give it your all. 